Give it the Sorry. program there, Fresh. hungover guy. Oh, and I'm not that hungover. <laughs> you know, Louis Jordan always said, "What's your skin sober if you're going to get drunk again?" Yeah, so fair enough. I've, I, you know, You've got used right that back on the before. wagon. Come but on. that's not what I'm using today. Oh, good. You know, I uh, you know just have had a good, consistent uh, buzz of alcohol going for the past four days, and uh, I think I've eaten all the food in New Orleans. So there's no more left to eat, so nobody needs to go. Okay. But I will say my memory is muddy. What's this river that I'm in? New Orleans is sinking, man, and I don't want to swim. Let's start the show. Hello and welcome to the Drunkard United Football Show. A completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me is the president of Crew Big Sam, Samuel Graham. Sammy, how you doing? <laughs> that is not true. I promise you that. Um, uh, I'm Sam, doing pretty good. How are you? Uh, good. That was a uh, early 90s reference, uh, an alt-rock band called The Tragically Hip. Okay. That was that that was the song that I was doing. Good. It's a very fun song. Um I do have one question for you before we begin. Sure. Are you rooting for your city? Or are you rooting for the London uh rivals of my club in well, the Champions League final? Oh one thousand percent I am rooting for the exact same thing you are rooting for to see one of the two of us cry. I am rooting for the Spurs to beat Liverpool, so you will cry, and you are rooting for Liverpool to see me cry. I talked to our friend Mark today, <clears throat> Yeah, and I told him that I have, as does every other Arsenal supporter on the planet, four words for him. And you'll remember Mark from being a guest on our show, mm-hmm. uh, the Spurs fan. Um, and then also, uh, degenerate gambler Pat, um, who's also... A fucking cocksucker. Right. Uh, I've got four words for the both of you and all of Spurs Nation. You'll never walk alone. Man. Oh, fuck You off. will never walk alone. Okay. Well, we'll, uh, we'll see how that all works out come Sunday uh, on the more important thing. We are recording at Studio H just outside our nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Please uh, subscribe, rate, and review. And should you want to chat with us, there's many ways you can. Sammy, tell the good people how they can talk to us. Absolutely. We are at DU Football Show uh, on all the social medias. as Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And DU Football Show at gmail.com. Do want to mention all of the uh, various U.S. supporters clubs that have been chatting to us, uh, especially on Twitter DMs. Um, Crystal Palace, Brighton. Uh, a few others as well. Mm-hmm. Wolves um, have talked to us wh- yeah, a little. Yeah, Wolves a bit. Uh, talked a little bit with the Burnley guys, more just on tweets back and forth. But yeah, people have been chatting. Uh, yeah, it's been... Toon Army, Baltimore as well. Yep, it's been wonderful. Uh, love talking to you guys. Um, love giving you shit. Love hearing your shit. Uh, it's been fantastic. Uh, we hope to keep that banter going into next season and over the summer, uh, especially during silly season. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna play around a little bit in the summer. We're gonna see what we can do with Skype and maybe start having some uh, presence of supporter clubs call in and be guests on the show and stuff like that. So yeah, the summertime's a good time to figure that all out before yeah, the next season starts. The, the, this whole thing is a, a sham anyway, so yeah. it's. <laughs> Quite We've true. been figuring it out as we go along regardless. <laughs> uh, Sam and I both work in the wine and spirits industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirit. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hands throughout this show and every show. More G&T, because we're not stopping the G&T party. <laughs> Sammy, what are we drinking tonight? <laughs> Ain't no party like a P-Funk party, because a P-Funk party don't stop. Boop, boop. Come on, Bootsy, get it. Um, uh, Also, real quick, just to end that last point about the social medias and why we all kind of suck at stuff, um, our 
producer is currently vigorously texting somebody uh, during the opening portion of the show. <laughs> and I'm already pouring my second G&T. <laughs> I mean, you're eating sushi. I'm Googling Mother's Day brunch. Sam's pouring <laughs> drinks. We all got shit to do. Hashtag admin. Uh, <laughs> wish we did that much research for the show. That'd be good, wouldn't it? <laughs> Um, anyway, just uh, uh, back to Ryan Reynolds. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Aviation American Gin, uh, which happens to be owned by Ryan Reynolds. Um, that's what we're drinking tonight. Have you, you ever seen his commercials with... Uh, uh, Hugh Jackman? Yeah. Hysterical. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely hysterical. Uh, and Hugh Jackman's coffee company, absolutely support it. They do good work. Um, 84 proof, uh, this comes in at. Uh, big citrus peel uh, on the flavor with an undertone of juniper. Um, it's a little earthy, has some spice to it, uh, on the finish, which is nice. Um, we're drinking it, uh, today with the Navy Hill juniper flavored soda and tonic or Sonic for all you, uh, uh, Sega fans, Mm -hmm. uh, out there. Um, hashtag nerds, uh, going to be $29.99 to $34.99 on the shelf. Uh, just a lovely gin overall, to be honest. Um, all jokes aside, I don't sell this one, neither does Sam. Never have. Uh, it's actually, I don't, I don't sell any gin anymore. It's with one of our biggest rivals. Oh. I got traded this bottle at a tasting uh, oh, very once. Cool. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Um, also, something we do as reps that's uh, a lot of fun is trade each other product that we can't get. You know, <coughs> might as well know what your competition's pouring, right? Absolutely. That's why I always say yes. Yeah. So um, this we've done the uh, Navy Hill Sonic a few times because it's a little bit lighter. Well, this is actually a flavored version. This is the Juniper version. Most New World gins and anything from America is typically quote unquote a New World gin. Uh, those gins tend to shy away from the Juniper, whereas a more traditional London really brings the Juniper out. So in this idea. What I thought was is while this has big citrus peel and lots of herbaceousness to it, let's bring a little bit of the juniper back to the party. And that's why I went with this this one where multiple times we've gone with the Navy Hill because we wanted a lighter um, tonic to be a little bit more delicate to the gin. This time I kind of wanted to give it a little bit of oomph and I think it worked out really well. Yeah, it's excellent. <coughs> it's it's wonderful. All righty. Well, let's have a great show, everybody. Well, let's do it. We don't have a guest, but we clank twice. <laughs> I guess we just got excited there. You just got off a plane, maybe a little jet lagged on Central Time. Oh. Still a little drunk. <laughs> Could be. Um, Sam, it comes down to the final ma- match for the title. It's n- no simpler than that. The The final week of the season is going to determine it. But it Come not, on, you seagulls. Yeah, but it's not to be said that there wasn't drama in both of the games this oh, weekend leading up to it. Yeah, it was brilliant stuff. Um, but I also wanted to lump this in as well. We also finally know the last team that's going to be going down. Yeah, it's a shame as well. <clears throat> so Manchester City 1, Leicester City 0, uh, Liverpool 3, Newcastle 2, Crystal Palace 3, Cardiff City 2. Um, for once, the inches didn't go City's way in the uh, first half there with the uh, goal line technology. No. And uh, all fair play, not even half the ball was over the line, to be honest with you. It was a, a fantastic save. Oh, my God, yes. Um, by Casper Sh- Schmeichel. Schmeichel's very capable of doing that. It was absolutely brilliant. Uh, he had two or three of those throughout the game, uh, to be fair. Kept a minute. Flat yeah, out kept a minute. For sure. Um, and I think City hit a post or two as well. Yeah, they uh, did. On, t- on top of that, they did. Bernardo Silva probably took 14 shots himself. That's not a legitimate stat. That's an over exaggeration right. to make a point. 
um, most of which were wide, but he did occasionally put some on target, and Casper Schmeichel came up big. <laughs> this one didn't feel as um, tense as the Burnley one did. You you kind of felt like City was getting their opportunities. It just you yeah, know. Yeah, I I still think the the frustration here was huge because City was getting so many opportunities mm-hmm. and wasn't doing anything with it. You add that into the three or four guild edge chances that um, that Lester did have. I think Jamie Vardy was clean in once. Ianacho uh, James- flat out missed right at the end. Ianacho I think had two, and the big one that stands out in my mind, to be honest, was James Madison on his favored foot. Uh, running through, yeah, uh, and put it just wide. Um, so Leicester did have their chances to do what they do best and counterattack. Right. Uh, but this game, for the most part, was all City. Yeah. Um, in terms of possession, in terms of of true, you know, overall chances. Now I wanna I wanna get to obviously the goal, but here's a quick thought. Um, middle of the season when we say a one nothing game like this, and we were saying this for Liverpool a lot during the middle of the season, it was like. You know what? It's okay. You went out. You got the point. That's all you needed. But something about it being at the end of the season, it's like a little unnerving. You're like, oh, come. Like, oh, yeah. Ugh. Absolutely. You know? Say it looked like they gave the title away. Right. It, Until Captain ooh. Sky Blue steps up. Vincent Company, the yeah. team's longtime captain. Do you, um, do you remember uh, Pinky in the Brain? Yes. He's the brain. Oh, yes. Absolutely. fucking head, mate. (laughs) There's there's a lot there. (laughs) If Monty's got a five head, he's got a six head. Oh, at least. (laughs) Now, now here's here's the (laughs) question I pose to you. Um, Why play a game of chicken with someone 25 yards outside the box? Because the Leicester players uh, stepped off him and dared him to shoot. It might even be longer than that. I don't, to be honest with you, I don't know because Vincent company is at least, he's a hard man, but he's at least (laughs) decently technically gifted. He got three touches to put that shot. Oh yeah. I mean, they just kept backing off and backing off and backing (laughs) off. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, it started about 35 yards out where one midfield player kind of drifted to play the pass and opened up that middle of the field. (laughs) He kept going and kept going and kept, and then finally, um, he fucking, he fucking banged it. one. Oh, Jesus! No goalkeeper in the world saving that. Um, I don't know if you've seen some of the the stupid like Puma or Adidas like mm-hmm. uh, when they release their new boot stuff right. and they have them come in and and uh, hit against the robot goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. You know, onto a a small net. Right. You know, with a back wall or whatever uh, on those promos. And the robot yes. goalkeeper's very good at determining where the ball goes. Right. And um, they very rarely score anything. That robot goalkeeper's not even getting close to nope, that. Nope, not one it's, bit. It's not happening. You, now, what that actually reminded me of, um, these past couple of games out of City, was the end of the road for Leicester when they won the title. Yeah. It was it was yeah, absolutely. by the skin of their teeth mm-hmm. getting the win. Um now, but what's even more interesting is the one thing that and and um this is absolutely me taking a dig at the Liverpool fans. Um they have constantly rallied about we've given up the least amount of goals, we've only lost once, we have the most clean sheets. Um in the past few weeks, Liverpool been giving up goals. And Liverpool hasn't been getting shutouts. Who's got back to back one nothing shutouts? Yep. They now both have twenty shutouts and they both have given up twenty two goals. It's also those stupid ass draws that Liverpool got. <clears throat> you know, over but, that stretch where 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 City was winning game or uh, losing games, I'm sorry. Yeah. Right after that stretch where Liverpool was able to capitalize, they fell short. Yeah. They either lost the one game they lost and then drew 
a bunch of others. So, and the game they lost wasn't that at City. Yeah. So, well, so thought thought process. There here. you go. So thought process here is um, everybody rallying behind Liverpool's defense, right? But here we are at the end of the season, and City has just a good of defense. Um, do you think it's because? Liverpool adds that one talismatic defender that makes all the difference in the world and people really and they add a, a quality goalie and everybody really notices that but City's just a scoring machine so nobody notices that City's defense has just been then their keeper have been just as good as Liverpool the entire year but there's something about that kind of like talismatic man. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the the way that they gave up so many goals um Last year, Liverpool. Yeah. Um, and then even occasionally this season, I mean, I think back to the Crystal Palace game. Right. Right. Where What was it? 4-3 or 3-2 three, or three, four whatever three, it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, those sorts of games, you, you figure they're a little bit more leaky. But you look at people like um, Vincent Company. You look at Emmerich Laporte. You look at John Stones mm-hmm. um, in terms of the way he plays the ball out of the back, if nothing else. But, right. Um, and then Ederson has come up with some big saves. He's had a, f- a few gaps, don't get me wrong. Oh yeah. But he's um he's a pretty good shot stopper. Yeah, he he actually is quite a good shot stopper. Yeah. Um I think what he does so I well. I think you expect it out of City. Right. You expect that defense to be there because it was last year, because it was the year before that right. for real. Um overall at least. So I think I, I think Van Dyke has had such an effect on that Liverpool backline, mm-hmm. and Allison has had such an effect on that Liverpool backline that you can say that those two people are talismans both together, but right. especially Van Dyke. The way he communicates, the way everything that he does is just it seems to step up everybody else's game. But listening to the gobshites, you would think you hear them in, you know, on Twitter, you hear them uh, doing into call-in shows and all that kind of stuff. You heard the new one, right, where the one of their fans said, you should just give us a trophy for being co-champions because no one's ever had as many hey, points. Fa- hold on, fair enough. I think he was just frustrated, to be <laughs> yeah. honest. But, um, but How do you have the best season right. ever in your history? Right, but but the way... the way And better than your closest rivals <clears throat> have ever had who've won more Premier League trophies right. than you? But you, you, hear, you, you hear all of that. You would have thought, like, Manchester City, you know, they're... Their goal differential would be so much different because they, let's say, they scored two hundred goals, but they gave up sixty. Like that's what right. you think. Like, the, but re- in yeah, reality, the case. in yeah, reality, they, the numbers are exactly yeah. the same. They're airtight they are, at the back. I mean, they, yeah. like I said, they were last year. I mean, you've kind of come to expect it from City. Yeah. Um, you think of stupid shit that happens to Arsenal, as we'll come on to like this weekend with yeah. the one-one at Brighton. That's how you think City drops points, right? You have 75% of the ball. You you keep going forward. You get three posts. The keeper makes five amazing saves. They get a stupid header from a corner, and uh, you have an amazing goal like you normally do. Right. And that's how you got your 1-1. Right. That's not always the case with them. You know, <laughs> it's, it's um, like I said, besides an odd result, City really does have an airtight defense. I mean, it's, right. when you when you come up with these one nils and kind of nervy games, it's not necessarily because the other team had chances. Oh, let's go ahead and lead on into uh, to Liverpool. I have one one oh, more please, thing. Go ahead. My brother uh, Brian told uh-huh. me um, uh, I didn't really watch the post game too much, mm-hmm. and um, apparently, you know, how the cameras run on the field after the game and try to get people's immediate reaction and everything right. as they're just walking around. 
Um, apparently, Sergio Aguero, the cameras caught him coming up to Vincent Company after the game. And he said, Vinny, when you started walking and walking and walking, I was saying to myself, no, Vinny, no. No, Vinny, no. <laughs> but God bless you. <laughs> oh, that's pretty fantastic. Yeah. Um, pretty that, fantastic. That you're a center back. You don't know what you're doing. You don't fucking belong here. Don't Sounds- shoot. Don't shoot. Don't shoot. Oh, fucking hell. Thank you so much. <laughs> Sounds exactly like something yeah, yeah. your brother, a striker, would say to you, a exactly. defender. Yeah. 100%. So I'm um, going over to Liverpool and Newcastle. Um, Newcastle gave Liverpool a fucking game. Whew. And and Liverpool got lucky. It's been the last few times at St. James Park haven't been so easy for Liverpool. Mm-mm. Um, I think there was a 4-3 with them. I think there was a... Uh, a 2-2, a 1-1. Mm-hmm. Uh, it hasn't been an easy place to go for them, St. James Not Park. Not at all. At the end of the day, they got it. Um, um, what I thought was amazing was, uh, if I could be so bold as to jump ahead, mm-hmm. Van Dyke's calling off Trent Alexander-Arnold on the free kick. I would have Shakiri Have Shakiri take it for the in-swinger. Right. Which Divock Origi got maybe got the end of his dread to. Right, the end of his dread that hit it off of the uh, yeah. elbow of uh, uh, Lachelle's that then went into the net. I. It's not. It's to be honest. It's not Divock Origi's goal. I was gonna say, does, but they gave it to Divock Origi. Does anyway. Origi does Origi score any goals that are like legitimate, straightforward goals? You know, well, off, his, say, off his shoulder against Everton. I was. I was gonna say. <laughs> it, I think he's got two Premier League goals this season, right? Yeah, I think officially. So. Yeah, I officially, think <laughs> the shoulder against you guys. Yeah, and in that one. Yeah, and then um, we had, do have the benefit of recording on Wednesday for the first time ever. Yeah, uh, I believe so. We did get to see the Champions League match yesterday. Yep. All of a sudden, this motherfucker's a world beater yeah. and scores a proper brace against Barcelona. Uh, go what figure. the fuck? <laughs> go figure. What world am I living in? The Divac Origi is the most prolific striker in the world and cool. single-handedly put Liverpool essentially into the fucking Champions League final. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god! <laughs> After a shoulder and a dread. And they started with him and not Daniel Sturridge. Yeah, I laughed. So um, they, you know, the Ugh. quick, the quick, the quick goal from um, from uh, Van Dyke on the header on yeah, the corner. But I can't get a chance, Mel. You know what I'm saying? I can't get a chance. So you get that quick goal. The answer that comes from uh, Newcastle. Oh, uh, brilliant! Trent. Alexander Arnold Octavia Cortez. Uh, that was a handball. <laughs> that was. Up. A red card now, and that was out of here. And he got lucky that the ref played advantage, and he got lucky that Newcastle scored because if Newcastle missed, that was a red. I that was a penalty, think, and he was gone. I also think that's Christian Asu's first goal of the season for Newcastle as well. Because I believe been so. Fucking dreadful. To be I, everywhere he gets loaned to in <sighs> England, he was with us. He was horrific. He goes out to Italy and does great whenever they loan him out there. But <laughs> and then they just, offer him a new contract in England again, and then they bring yeah. him back and they loan him to somebody in, um, in England, and he does terrible. So what what I wrote about it, the one sentence I wrote about it was Trent Alexander Arnold uh, with what he did could prove to be the save of the season and also the luckiest break of the season. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> it, if, it if fell it goes, back to a Newcastle player, yeah. If it, like, because, I mean, if that ball bounces anywhere else, that is a blown whistle. If, if you know, Christian Atsu does what he normally does, which is shank it and misses the goal, the ref blows the penalty spot and hands the red card. I mean, it, it yep. is 
so blatantly obvious that it's coming. Now, I don't know <laughs> if Double Jeopardy would come into play for that or not. Uh, off the goal line, a hand like that, yeah. But I think it's also, it's gross misconduct. Yeah. I think you have to get him out. I mean, it's blatant cheating. Yeah. It's not a professional foul, you know what I mean? No, it's he, blatant fucking he cheating. stuck his hand yeah. out to make sure the ball did not go in the net. It is flat out, you know, but you know what? The ball goes in the back of the net and all advantage. Yeah. Right. The ref made the completely right call. I'm saying Liverpool was very lucky in that situation that it went that way for them. Correct. But the ref was completely, that was 100% called correctly. My only question about it is say Firmino's standing there, right? Gets a flick on. No, he wouldn't be standing. He'd be Hold laying on. on the ground diving because that's what he does. Listen, this is listen to the scenario first. <laughs> okay, I'm just telling it you ended what he up, does because he did that. It ended up with Firmino on the ground. Just listen to the scenario. <laughs> okay. okay, so say <laughs> it came in studs up, right? Darius Lascelles comes in studs up, mm-hmm. right? or Darius uh, comes in studs up, breaks Firmino's leg, but he did get a little flick to it, right? And Salah goes and puts a goal in, right? Is that mm-hmm. still not a red, despite advantage being played? Yeah. How many times do you see advantage played and a yellow brought back? That's true. So you're, why you're does that? My mind. Why, why fuck, does that still not happen? Why didn't they give Trent Alexander or Octavia Cortez a fucking red for that? It might just be the Never double mind, Jeopardy changed, rule. You've changed my mind. He should have gotten a red. It might just well, be the double Jeopardy rule. That's but, what I'm. That's my question. Right, I don't but, know if that's. I'm not sure because you're absolutely right. If that was, if if that same thing had happened and it had been a a foul on the midway, a, a leg, yeah. well, or a leg to, you know, a. a cleat a bottom of the foot to the to the leg and it snaps the leg or to the test uh, yeah. chest like danny rose well, well, I'm, I'm saying i'm saying like you know let's say the player's freaking leg breaks one of those bone comes out yeah. kind of deals big thing the, the ref would go grab the red card after yep. the goal he why absolutely not? would so they, why they not do it all the, the time for, they do it all the time for yellows you yank me back but i happen to get a toe to it to continue the break mm-hmm. right you're still getting the yellow for the cynical foul right but he played advantage. So yeah. why isn't that brought back for a red at the same time? <laughs> I'm assuming I, double jeopardy. The I'm only, assuming double yeah, jeopardy. The only is question is, it, is it, it has to be double jeopardy, to be right. honest with you. No, so but there it, you go. But you know what? Didn't it didn't go that way? And like I said, I, I thought the ref ultimately made the right call. It just you know, it is what it is. But um, how then, about Solomon Rondon almost splitting the fucking net? Jesus, <laughs> I was gonna say right after that, Salah gets a goal, and then Rondon just give me a ham sandwich. I'm gonna put this bitch in the back. <laughs> well, uh, Salah's goal was very well taken. Chomp. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's, That's right. Yeah, Salah's goal was very well taken. It was a great cross by uh, Trent mm-hmm. Alexander Arnold. Great little touch um, and a, a great little finish. Yeah, that that, that quick um, little corner that just boom, boom, boom. Right and, in. And fair play to Dubravka, uh with his right foot. You assume him to go near post based on his body shape and the position he was in. Yeah. But Salah just cushioned it to the other side, and he didn't have an option. You know, there, and there wasn't a chance almost got for a hand him. to it too. It I mean, came he, close, but yeah, yeah. They, I mean, he put it in a good spot. Oh yeah. Uh, put it. Put, put it that Rondon. That Rondon goal. <laughs> Jesus Ripped Christ! A hole in the back of the net. <laughs> if that bowl, <laughs> if that bowl. Jesus. All right, calm down. If that ball was not going to go to heaven before, mm-hmm. Solomon Rondon knocked the fucking devil out of it. <laughs> that Heard. is the official ball of God. Heard. Okay? The official ball of God. And <laughs> he knocked the absolute devil out of that ball. And it stayed that it stayed that way a while until the uh until the lead up for the free kick for Origi's yep, goal. That's right. Um maybe Origi's goal. Yeah. <laughs> 
But I think the dubious gold panel, if they were really doing their jobs, would have something to say about it. And maybe it shouldn't have been a free kick also. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that, that was the Fabino he, one, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, he oh. dove. That was bad. Oh, he well, dove so to, bad. To his credit, uh-huh. I do think he was fouled twice leading up to that. I'm, it's perfectly fine. Yeah. And it, it's a perfect example of what we said before. If you don't go down, the refs aren't going to call it. Right. Right? He was still in possession of the ball, realized there was nothing doing, and no whistle came. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> he literally supermaned himself. Um, he, he is the new soldier boy of the no, Premier League. Note. And he supermaned his hoe, his right. own hoe, note, himself. Note note <laughs> to all you Liverpool fans who tweet all the nonsense about how we all should be rooting for you to win. You'll never because, walk alone. I am rooting for you to win. Because it, because it means so much and that you guys deserve it and you guys are the... Um, you do diving bullshit like that, and that's why everybody fucking hates you. You understand that, right? I don't hate them. Yeah, you, know, you don't hate them because you have, you 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 <laughs> you don't. It's not that you like them. You're you like seeing me smell. being sad. It's okay. It's I just not gotta, just that. I hate Spurs <clears throat> that much more. I'm going back. <laughs> I'm going back to Wilson Phillips. I just gotta hold on for one more day, baby. <laughs> one more day, and things will go my way. <laughs> Um, so oh with all these musical references from the 1942s, I don't know what to do. <laughs> 1990s. Hold on was in the 90s. I was six. Okay. I just, <laughs> Sorry, mate. Come on. There's certain songs everybody knows and you know, Wilson Phillips. Hold on. You know, that goddamn song. Oh, you're, you, you do. You're, you do though. You do. <laughs> That's one from a while. So you do though. <laughs> you do though. Um, she loves that. Palace made very quick work of, uh, Cardiff. Eh, I don't know about quick work. I, Cardiff struck the post twice, uh, crossbar yeah, once, but they had their chances. Yeah, but um, and Guidolin is it Guidolin? Mm-hmm. Is that his name? I think the so, goalkeeper. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's something like that. Uh, oh, I also screwed up uh, when we were talking about Leeds last week. I yeah. wanted to apologize. It's Marcelo Bielsa, not Marco. Okay, Marcelo sorry, Bielsa. Sorry, everybody. Uh, sorry, Lars. Heard. The, fuck everybody else. Heard. <laughs> um. Yeah, but uh. The, the Palace goalkeeper did stand on his head once or twice. Yeah, yeah. He's a min- great shot stopper, but he can he, he yeah. cannot hold on to the ball to save bad, his life. Bad that decision guy. maker. Good shot stopper, bad decision yeah, maker. Yeah, absolutely. Reminds me a lot of a young De Gea. And he's horrible in the air. Yeah. Coming for corners and everything else. He's again, terrible. Again, young De Gea. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I hear you. No, I absolutely agree with you. Um the the uh, it was so hard <laughs> because Cardiff actually did. We asked them to after Fulham. Yeah. Why don't you play like the last five minutes for an entire game? And they actually did. They within the first forty seconds they hit the post. Right, but I felt like once once Cardiff got goal one, like they kind of fell off a little, and then they got lucky and got the own goal, and then they were inspired again, and then Palace gets the second goal, and they seem to lay off a little, Absolutely. and then they no, get that's the true. third. And once they got the third, then suddenly the light went off for Cardiff again, and they started playing hard yeah. and got one, and then almost got to tie it. Well, and to be fair to them, the the Zaha goal was bullshit. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I mean. That that first goal was absolutely ridiculous, and it came not long after they hit the post. It was right. eight nine minutes something like that. Yeah, and um, Zaha on his weaker foot. Uh, I think the goalkeeper saw it late. Um, but it was well placed into the uh, bottom left corner, um, and then that ridiculous Martin Kelly own goal. I'm I haven't seen anything like that to be honest with you. I've seen like a last ditch tackle. Uh, we're all going up for a header. Something you know, Karun off your ass on a free kick. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but that was abysmal. His timing, his his body shape, everything was wrong about him going for that. Uh, by the way, um, confirmation from Palace people, the uh, Red and Blue Fan Show, which is uh, official um, live uh, reaction show for games in, in England. Right. Um, we I've been talking back and forth with them. They've checked out our show. I've checked out their show. They flat out admit they hate Brighton. Like Brighton is their one seat. They despise Brighton. <laughs> so even they confirmed it. But um, you know, all the Brighton fans, the minute the own goal happened, they're like, "Here's here's Palace trying to fuck it up for us. Palace right. is purposely yeah. giving this game away to make sure that we go down." I mean, our own goal was ridiculous. It was stupid. Um, um, and Cardiff, like you said, backed off a bit. And that one two uh that led to Batuai's goal should have never been played. Yeah. Yeah. That was ridiculous. Um gets nutmegged off the inside of his thigh. Um the Cardiff defender, I remember who it was. Uh and I think it might have been from Zaha after a pass from Batuai to put it back to him. Hits off the Cardiff defender thigh. Nobody reacted, and then bang in the back of the net. And to be honest, it was a great finish from Batuai, but he should have never been in that position. Uh, uh, from the Cardiff defense, it was ridiculous. Let's let's put a bow on Cardiff. Um, Warlock charmed us a little. Uh, the Salah story pulled at our heartstrings. Last two weeks, it kind of but, shoved that out the window for Warlock. Right, right. But but also, but also, let's face it. At the beginning of the season, you and I both thought this was the twentieth place team and the one immediately going back down. They're a championship yeah, I, club. They're not a Premier League club. So we didn't get it wrong. They are going immediately back down. It just took them longer to do it than we thought. Sam, the bit's got legs. Who wants to play in the Champions League? Because three through six sure as fuck doesn't well, want to. Except for maybe Chelsea. <laughs> Actually took the chance for a change. <laughs> right. Manchester United won. Huddersfield Town won. Um, Arsenal won. Brighton Hove Albion won. Bournemouth won. Tottenham Hotspur nil. Chelsea three. Watford nil. And we all heard that. Good. Yeah, I just farted. So what? <laughs> okay, I'm just making sure. It's all the soy sauce. <laughs> so, heard, yeah, you, by the way, everybody, uh, Sam's been eating sushi the entire time. Well, they'll been, see uh, if they follow recording us on Instagram. The, recording the show, you know. You know, Mel's, Mel's figuring out places for Mother's Day Ooh, for dinner. That's not Sam's from the soy sauce. Sushi. That smells stale. Ooh. Mate. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> not and a problem. We're, we're going to take five. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, and so. welcome back to the Divas. Um, now, now I'll say, uh, I'll say United. Come on, kids. We're going to keep this train rolling. <laughs> we are going. Go, go, go. Uh, you two just kill me. <laughs> the two of you just like to get into shit. Most friends want their friend and their wife to get along. Yeah, I do. So, it's, all right. Shut up. All right. So, and enjoy it. United United had more than enough opportunities. Yes. Uni- but, but, Huddersfield could have won that fucking game. Absolutely. They could have won that game. Yeah, they, they could have. <laughs> Overall, though, I do want to say, mm-hmm. um, I did switch to the Chelsea match for about 20 minutes on CNBC uh, and then came back. Overall, United and Huddersfield was a waste of my time. Oh, God, yeah. It was terrible. Um, it was very boring. Uh, Scott McTominay very early on um, and Isaac uh, and Benza uh, midway through the second half. It's like... <laughs> Went sixty minutes without a goal, maybe something like that. You know what? It you just, know what else is a waste of time? Arsenal Brighton. No, <laughs> that good, was too. Yes, that was. <laughs> but good old pants off, dance off, Paul Pogba, because apparently oh. he wants to be he wants to be uh, gone. Worthless. So um, he really uh, was. I, I honestly, still do not understand the PFA 
I I pray team of the year selection. I, I pray he's not signed by another Premier League team. Let him go back to France or or Italy. Italy or, where, what he wants to do is go to Real Madrid, right? Where where he can get away with crying and acting like a prima donna and bitching and moaning when things don't. Like you were watching him and he'd like miss a shot and throw his arms in the air. It's like like the gods didn't will it to go into the net. Like you're not that special asshole. Listen, the most exciting part of this game is when uh, I think it was Mbenza broke the corner flag during a celebration. <laughs> That was so, the most exciting part of this match for me. So um, uh, it was a little bit ridiculous, to be honest. And Pogba did hit the post twice, um, but everything about this game was pretty annoying from a neutral point of view. Oh yeah, we just I not, hated it. Not not a good match. Yeah, not a good not match at all. At all. So um, as you would say, another another utter and complete waste of time. Uh, Arsenal and Brighton one one. I uh, you guys were the better team. Uh, Ryan stood on his head. He had a good match. Oh, here's, uh, here's Leto. Here. Leto made made a fantastic save for you guys. Yeah, Leno. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, the one sentence that really sums it up is another controlling performance. Uh, a little over seventy percent possession again, uh, by Arsenal. <coughs> that again didn't result in dick fucking shit. Yeah. I it was two penalties decided this game. And and, and both I of those penalties think it was was it Mustafi or Socrates that gave the uh, that penalty away? I think it was Socrates who gave the penalty away. Uh, all right. But but in It was in probably both, still Mustafi's fault put Socrates in, in a bad position. In in both <laughs> heard in both of those situations um you could have not called them, but if you called the first one, you got to call the second one. Um little surprised he didn't call the third questionable one because it was about as the same as the others. I don't think any of them were really penalties, in my nah, opinion. I agree with that. So it would have <laughs> been nil-nil instead. <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> it was not guess, a good game. I guess he just decided at the end he was going to put his whistle in the pocket and not let another penalty determine yeah. the match. Yeah, but, fair enough. But, but by definition, you watch how that whole game went. You watched both of the penalties that happened. You're like, well, that is the exact same thing that happened in the last two penalties. So and what? So it's, enjoy the, the whistles in your fest. pocket. The whistles in your pocket because it's the 85th minute. Like that shouldn't yeah, make a difference. Exactly. Enjoy the snooze fest that's coming up <laughs> next weekend. Uh, the ultimate game of the season uh, between Arsenal and. Uh, Burnley. Yes. Away from home. Jesus. That's not going to be a good game. No. It's going to be bloody fucking ugly. No, it's going to be um, really bloody ugly. And after we win tomorrow, Thursday, uh, at time of recording, it's tomorrow, mm-hmm. on our Europa League second leg semifinal. Uh, after we win that, nobody's going to give a shit about the last game of the season. We're nope. all playing in the Europa League final. Right. And that's going to get us into the Champions League to make sure we knock Spurs out next year. Right. Spurs Spurs will be playing in the Champions League final. Chelsea and Arsenal will probably be playing in the Europa League final. So the last game of the season doesn't necessarily mean anything as long as, you know, for Spurs win – it, they're they're back in the Champions League because they're the defending champions, and in the case of Arsenal or Chelsea, <coughs> just win the the Europa League final and you're in. It's it's yeah. over. I think Chelsea's gonna pretty much lock up Champions League guaranteed. <coughs> yeah. The um the big thing for Arsenal and United, we have to finish above United. The sixth place English team, if we don't win the Europa League final. The sixth place English team is going to have to play their first Europa League qualifier on July 29th. Oh, that's what happened to Everton two years ago. Yep, that's what happened to Burnley this year. Yeah, that sucks. Yep, 
So this is still a big weekend, and you better hope that Arsenal puts out a good team, or your phone might die by nine seventeen after they release the teams because I'm going to be bitching about it so much texting you. Um, <laughs> I, w- I will say, um, I mean, you have your barn burner. Uh, Chelsea doesn't have an easy match; they go to the Foxes. So, you know, the Foxes like to keep it low. They could get away with a quick little. It's just a weird. And also, who the f knows the the last week of the season? Other than honestly, I can pretty much be assured that Manchester City is going to win and that Liverpool is going to win. Outside of that, who knows? Who knows? Everything else is basically What's decided. It? Who knows? Don't hold down the mighty seagulls, okay? Oh, okay, I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go ahead and get into uh, quickly here: uh, Bournemouth and Tottenham. Um, more on that when we get to prediction. <laughs> yeah. Tottenham. Oh my God. Uh Son gets a gets his first red card in in the Premier League and first first red card with uh Tottenham as I'm watching my host eat the sushi rice off of his game notes. I dropped a piece of rice. <laughs> okay. Is that so, a problem? Uh, no, it's I, not, I mean, not, I'm, not to be confused with Mike Rice. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, actually breaking news. I just got a text from Mike Rice. Okay. Uh, he says that I should ask you how much hypnotic you drank this weekend. Oh, uh, slash early week. Yes. Um, I drank <laughs> I drank two hypnotic slushies because well, which basically is two fifths of hypnotic. Yeah, basically <laughs> with crushed ice. In I, it. I drank one in a big, long, tall glass that was called the Big Cock. Oh, so I drank hypno. Oh, that was that cock. one. Was that the hypnotic <laughs> yeah, glass? That was, oh, good. Hells, yes. That so, was if there was any way to make it gayer, you know. So gotta, that's what, <laughs> hey man, it was hypno. I'm a PG County boy. I got to represent on the hypno, right? But, um, so, and ended up drinking Soul because they don't serve Ice House. Yeah, but it was in ice New Orleans. Cold, it was ice cold, and I loved it. <laughs> so the um, Son gets a red card from uh, being instigated by uh, Larma, and when he went yeah. to when he went to push him, the key thing is is not the fact that he pushed him. I think if he just pushed him. He probably gets away with a yellow, but one he of his hands him in the back of the head. Right. Well, <laughs> you could tell he was going to push him, but one of his hands was up too high and got him in the back of the head. So it All wasn't I like he was know. punching him; he was pushing him. But you got a head to the back of the head. It's a red. You're gone. I- <clears throat> Son looked like he was trying out for a Jackie Chan movie. Okay, but so that that so that took. Way too much effort to get there, <laughs> um, you fucking racist. <laughs> not trying to be racist. Okay, I'm just saying. You're just saying the Asian he guy was doing hit him with a one two. Moves. Okay, he hit I him with you. he hit him with a one two. That was a, it. Okay. Looked pretty good to be honest. So much hate in Sam's heart. Everybody. No, he did well. In fair play, still a fucking spud though. So so that happens. That <laughs> no, happens. that ha- that was bad. And then uh, Juan Foyth. No, what, a, gonna, what a terrible tackle. Quick build up. I was going to say they go decide to make some changes at halftime. Bring in Juan Foyth um, because they're going to solidify the defense to make sure they get you know maybe get a quick goal and you know get away with a one nothing win. And Foyth then very quickly gets a red card. I think he was on the pitch for all of six minutes. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, came in a like properly knee height. Yeah. Not like your fake idea of. Lucas Torreira knee height, he, actual knee height. He knockhearted his ass, is what uh, he did. Yeah, <laughs> damn straight. He, he, he and you'll love this ass. reference. Yeah. It looked like Dirk Kout uh, yeah. in the uh, yeah. uh, in the Merseyside derby exactly. years and years ago. Yeah, uh, a straight drop kick. Uh, to be fair, um, um, I, I would say, except his name wasn't Murphy. <laughs> so they're yes, you get it. Yes, drop kick pretty Murphy. Good. 
I didn't even write that. I came up with that just now. You're so witty. <laughs> um, so the but but in that instance, you had um, Sam's blushing. That was so funny. <laughs> You're just weird. He thinks I'm cute. <laughs> Go, go ahead. You're going to say something. <laughs> you got jokes, apparently. I, I was just going to say, you're still uh, trying to win him back from uh, all the pictures uh, the, I sent you of him Greek. and other men. The Greek. Yes, me and Johnny the Greek yeah. shared shared a moment in New Orleans. Yeah, John Galifianakis can fuck off. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> whatever his name is. I don't know. Socrates' is cousin. That's all I know. So no, um, John Galifianakis is how he will be from now on. <laughs> I'm changing him in my phone right now. <laughs> so, um, uh, the one thing I would say is uh, Cherries didn't really have a little, a, a lot of umph trying to get a goal. I mean, it ultimately took, you know, it took a set piece play right near the end. I mean, you've got a team with nine men. Uh, how how do you not take and and you're at home? You're in yeah. Your, that's like, the other thing. How that's do you the- not take the game to him that's the big part um and and to be fair i mean Juan Foyth is young right that was it was a rash tackle he shouldn't have done it fair enough um son was very much out of character um and very rare to be honest it was his first one in his career i believe <laughs> yeah um so that's a bit tough as well and uh and seriously it was he was goaded into it by lerma um in terms of the game itself after that I don't think Bournemouth, as as we've said many times over, they're kind of on beach time. Yeah, and it showed. <coughs> that was that was a game they desperately needed Brooks. I don't. Yeah, if they had Brooks. They, Brooks they, would have been kind of slashing and making that defense move, which would have created more holes. Yeah, but they, basically they put up a couple of strikers and tried to put the ball in the middle to them. But they which, lacked the creativity to do so. Right. I mean, they had they had. Um, What's his name? The Scottish boy uh, on the left side, Ryan Frazier. They had Ryan Frazier a few times uh, uh, putting a ball in and, and trying to do something. But other than that, they lacked the creative presence to do anything. Um, I think Callum Wilson resorted to diving uh, in the corner of the box at one point. Yeah, It was like, come on, guys. What are you doing? You know, they, they go blitz. Who was it a few weeks ago? <laughs> 4-3 or it lost 4-3. Was it against Southampton maybe? Right. And here against nine men, you couldn't create something? It was, no, it was a 3-3 draw with Southampton. Okay, yeah. But even still, you put up a three-goal performance against a full 11. You got a, a nine-man team and you can't do something with it? And it's not like Hugo Lloris stored, uh, stood on his head. Right. He barely had a save to make. No, he didn't have to, to make fair. any saves. Um, so- and it ended up being bundled over the line by Nathan Ake at the end. And I was surprised to learn he only had three Premier League goals. Because every time I look up, it seems like Nathan Ake scoring a goal. It's from a set piece. It's yeah. him putting a ball in. And he actually got his actual head to it. Unlike Origi. Unlike Divac Origi. Yeah. And Nathan Ake's got much more respectable dreads. <laughs> hard. To be so, fair. So um so they're almost to, in a bowl cut too. So to Takes put a bow back so to PG to, County in the nineties. Heard. So to put a bow <laughs> on this um on this segment, Chelsea beat Watford 3 0. Rounding out the rest of the games in oh, so that happened. Everton two, Burnley nil, West Ham three, Southampton nil, Wolverhampton one, Fulham nil. Um, Sammy, so Everton now has gotten eight shutouts recently. That has moved them to 14 is it, and has made them the fourth team in the league with most shutouts. Who's that? 
Everton. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so it's kidding. so most no, shutouts yeah. in the league are Liverpool and Manchester City, far and away with 20 apiece. Chelsea with 15, Everton with 14. That's your best shutout teams. That's not bad, actually. No. <clears throat> um, too bad you're an eighth. And shutting out Burnley's not an accomplishment. Well, you know, I I like <laughs> I like seeing the form and where we've gone to, and at least I know I have a defense that doesn't give up goals like a like sieve mine? like yeah, yours. Fair enough. I'll get that. I will give you. Yeah. Um, Richarlison, unlucky uh, that the same dubious goal panel was not at your game as there was at the Liverpool game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or else he would have had a, another goal to his name. Uh, but Lucas Digne, that hit that he had from the edge of the box, a uh, little further out the edge of the box, and Tom Heaton can only parry it, and well done to him for getting to it, to be yeah. honest. Um, came through a, a load of people. Uh, and then Johnny on the spot, Seamus Coleman able to nod home, and that was really the story. Yeah, it's pretty much it. The um, Burnley didn't have a ton going forward. I think Jordan Pickford made two saves, maybe. I think Burnley spent it all the week before on Manchester City. Yeah, I, I they think knew they put they, in the huge shift. Yeah, they knew they were safe. They're happy. They're they're, they're you know what? They'll care. You, they're going to care more this week at home against you because they're at home and yeah. it's the final game of the season. Yeah, <laughs> and they can again play spoiler. Well, it's it's how this whole year kind of plays. Um. These last couple of weeks of the season, if you already know where you are, you know you're secure, you know you're not going down, you know you're going to be in a certain position, the away games really don't tend to have as much weight. You know, you well, saw... The, yeah, but at the same time, <laughs> like with Leicester, for instance, right? Mm -hmm. The opportunity to play spoiler, you also have a former coach of Liverpool right. at the helm. The, you understand the, spoiler, what I'm saying? the spoiler at the top, absolutely. But I'm talking about the rest of the games. The games that ultimately, let's face it, this game didn't matter. The, the yeah, next fair one, enough. The fair next enough. one, West Ham, Southampton, was at West Ham. It didn't matter. Yeah, fair enough. Fun, uh, funny, though. Although apparently, I think Southampton's true colors. <laughs> very true. And Marko Anultovic, uh clearly listens to our podcast because we called him a passenger, yeah. and then he goes and gets a fucking <laughs> gets brace. A brace. Yeah, <laughs> although one of those was given to him on a silver platter. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Let's be fair. But um, but I, w I would say for both West Ham and Everton, this is it's a sign of better things to come. It feels like it, it seems like both of those squads are starting to listen to their managers. They're starting to get the system. It's going to be very interesting to see what both of these clubs do in the off season because they're very they're very similar as as far as the story goes. For your squad, I would agree with that. For West Ham, I would like to see how much money China prints up and tries to reignite Arnautovic <laughs> coming to China for no fucking reason. Right. But but if they but if China gives them a ton of money, then you know you can use are that money to buy a lot of other guys. Yeah, but are they going to spend it well? Yeah, that's true. The, I, the I, Davids I think they don't will. tend to do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, they but they at least normally buy the right players to fill the holes. Although I will say, you know, one of the rumors that's already being thrown out there, and we were talking about this back when we did player profiles, is Ed Jeko. Well, um, no, is Declan oh. is is Declan Rice? Apparently, City's calling for him. Oh, I would take over I, for Fernandinho? I would have thought he was still a year away before somebody would try to pluck him. But you know, he's turned enough heads, apparently. Huh. Yeah, I, surprising. I, I Trust me, it's a complete Jack Rodwell situation. He should not go. He will fail. He will absolutely positively fail. Huh. He needs He needs to learn a little more. He needs to get a little more time in. I, I mean, I certainly see that guy as a defensive midfielder for a bigger club. But just not yet. He's he's got to learn his way. Yeah, I'd I'd mostly agree with what you said. 
Yeah, and with with Southampton for a change. <laughs> you yeah, thank you with, with Southampton. You you said that you know they kind of showed their true colors. Um, yeah, this is the Southampton H- we all know and love. Houston Huddle's got a lot of work to do. Yeah. Because there's, um, there's the, a the, lot of useless players that are on that team for a lot of money. And while he's playing the kids, that's great. He's got to figure out a way to get rid of the Charlie Austins and Shane Longs of the world. Yeah. Despite the fact that suddenly now Shane Longs a scoring machine. <laughs> With his balls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, um, we've we spoken time and time again about the new manager bump with Fulham and um, oh, absolutely. possibly Huddersfield. And then that didn't come to fruition. Right. right? Um, but we've spoken the, about that a few times. Um, and Southampton actually went the opposite direction, mm-hmm. had an extended uh, new manager bump, right? Um, <laughs> at the very least, House and Hoodle did have them putting in more work than they had done in the previous entirety of the season to his taking over. Yeah. Um, but as we said, they are not good enough. They're not a very and talented team. This showed it. And the little bit of talent that's on that team is probably going to get plucked. I don't think Ward Prowse makes it out of this next transfer window. No. I think somebody not. finally goes and gets he's, him. He's three seasons strong of playing consistently well. Yeah. Um, somebody's going to go after him, <laughs> albeit it might be not necessarily you because I don't think you have it's a spot the, for him. It's the us's of the world. It's, but it's us, the, it's Leicester, yeah, it's, it's Wolves, the, it's it's West Ham, it's Watford. That's who goes after yeah, him. Those, and, and those not teams to include that like, are 6 to 11. Yeah, and not to include like United, but that sort of – Six through twelfth kind yeah. of range. Yeah, it's that's that's where is, he's. It's going to be a step up for him. Yeah, although it's not going to be the ultimate step up. No, I you mean, know what I mean. He keeps I, continuing I, his growth. He's yeah, going to go. I to think he's going to end up at at like a United. Right. Not an us because we don't like to buy English talent. No, definitely <laughs> do not like to buy English talent. Um, but it'll be us or uh, three Chelsea managers from now. Maybe he'll want him. So uh, Wolves, which <laughs> might happen in the next eighteen months. <laughs> Oh, that was well, a good one, apparently, yeah, Mel. I, I got him good. Uh, allergies are a bitch. Thank you very oh, much. Oh, come on. That was funny. <laughs> kind of. Um, <laughs> that's the most you're going to get from him. I, I know. That's the equivalent of like a good old attaboy. I, yeah, that's right. That's one of those old ass slaps. You're coming off the basketball court, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's what you long for, I know. <sighs> yeah, you slapping my ass. That's exactly what saying, I want. Saying databoy, you're like, you're like, he respects he me. He did it. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, uh, I'm gonna call my wife in the car crying as soon as I get out of here. Oh, I know you will. Wolves, <laughs> Fulham. So, um, Wolves. You, Are we still talking about it? Yeah, Wolves, Fulham. <laughs> um, Wolves secure seventh place. They're definitely going. They now they need City to win in the FA Cup final for them to be able to qualify for uh, for Europa. They have certainly exceeded expectations. They were everybody's darling as far as a dark horse team, but they really exceeded expectation. Um, Fulham, I'd, I'd rather kind of direct the attention towards Fulham simply because I just Wolves. I think I think breaking down Wolves is a whole thing we can do in the off season because it's I a th- very interesting dynamic to talk about. Can I just throw one stat before we dive Please. into Fulham? Go ahead. Fulham did have sixty percent possession, right? Almost yeah. two thirds. Oh, absolutely. Except for Wolves generated nineteen shots, mm-hmm. six of those on target, while Fulham could only manage two shots. Uh, on target with six overall. Yeah, absolutely ridiculous and shocking from Fulham. You have that much of the ball. You, you need gotta get to, more shots at some point, right? How, sh- even shoot the ball from anywhere. Just how, shoot the ball. How many times have we we said the old cliche of 
if you you know bang against a dam enough, it's gonna break, right? Um, so why not just pump shots in? You got that much of the ball. Like, what are you doing? When I'm coaching you in indoor, what's the one thing I never yell at you guys for doing? I yell at us a lot. Yeah, but what don't I yell at you for? <laughs> shooting, shooting, shoot the ball. I mean, you can't, you can't shoot enough. Same idea. Like it doesn't matter if the ball goes wide. You take five shots at the ball goes wide. It just means that the defender now is going to step to you. Yeah, which and means another space, space is going to open. Yeah. So, the, I, fair enough. You, you, and so, in the case they of did Fulham, not you do shoot. that. Yeah, they um, did not do that. The, now, the, let's go back to what you want to talk about. Oh yeah, the bigger thing I want to talk about with um, with Fulham, they're going down. That you know what they've they finished strong. Good on them. Most most teams that are going down normally just give the fuck up. And um, do you think Scott Parker's got the job? Do you think he's going to get the the long term deal and go down and coach him in the championship? I think he did enough. Um, they've been playing very well the last few weeks. Got a couple of wins under their belt and everything yeah. else. Um, I think he's galvanized the boys enough. Uh, I think um, probably Tom Selleck's most closest rival for mustache of the year. Yeah, it's pretty fantastic. Um, uh, of an owner that they have there, the uh, also owner, I don't have his name in front of me, I'm sorry, but the also owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, who has a very promising mustache as yes. well. It's it's pretty good, to be honest. Very mm-hmm. strong. Um, I think he's going to give him a chance. I really do. Uh, he's he's Deserves turned his, it. He's turned his team around, to be honest, for a bit. Uh, they looked far and well outside of any type of quality in the Premier League uh, for most of the season. And all of a sudden, in the last five, they look decent. Yeah. Three wins and a one nothing loss. Yeah, they look like a decent team, yeah, to be it, honest. It's, you wonder what they would have been if there was somebody that just could have inspired them the whole season. You know, because they were certainly talented enough. Yeah, I'm with you. It's time to tell you what little we know it is prediction time. Sammy, it could not be tighter. Oh, it could oh be tighter. Oh, my God. It could be a it little is- tighter. A very we, little tighter. You got a score right this week, so we are dead even on scores, right? <laughs> and I got the game on you by having uh, West Ham beat Southampton, where you picked a draw. Yeah. But then you got it right back, where That's you picked true. Palace, and I picked Cardiff. Sorry, buddy. Andros yep. Townsend. Yep. So That's all I got to say to you. <laughs> exactly. I hear you on little, Townsend. Little yep. off the post. So, little kissy. Kissy kiss. So Off with, the near post. So with that, Sam is at uh, he went six and four. I went six and four. Sam's at one ninety four and one fifty seven. I'm at one ninety three and one fifty eight. Which, to be honest, six and four after the weekend we had the week prior is basically a hundred percent record. And what's what? <laughs> How poor that was the week prior to that. And um, <laughs> and to our degenerate gambling friend Pat. Oh fuck you, you sports Spurs! Do, You're losing the Champions uh, Champions League final. You'll never walk alone. Fuck you, Pat. Do not, <laughs> do not, do not bet this weekend. No. So Sam and I have to try to predict against one another. In you know, well, I mean, eighty percent of the teams are on the beach. We don't. We're we're. It's impossible to figure out how the fuck Nobody these cares. games are going to end up. This final week is always a fucking free for all. <laughs> and uh, so it comes down to the most impossible week of games to pick, Sammy. They all are on Sunday, and they all are on at the exact same time, ten and, o'clock. And BC Sports on the East Coast, so we call them the midday game in uh, yeah, in, yeah, yeah. in England, or the um, very early morning game in California. Exactly. So all these games will be. <laughs> on one time they will all be available on tv i don't think that's true no they're none are on gold i've already uh, they no put up not all gold the channels not all the gold tra- 
But different channels. No. You have to have better cable channels. No. But yeah. Southampton and Huddersfield, uh-huh. when they showed the shit on TV this weekend, uh-huh. I believe said NBCSports.com. Oh, uh, okay. Because I because thought there was some like Discovery Sports teams, and stuff like that. Both of your teams suck dicks. Like they're on USA Network. They're on no. all the stuff that yeah. they own. There's a game on the Golf Channel. Yeah. Southampton Huddersfield wasn't even good enough for that. I think they're on NBCSports.com. Okay, fair Or enough. your proper NBC Sports app. You know what? They don't really need to be watched. But that's a straight dig from NBC. You know what it is? It's Championship Sunday, and you're not even good enough to put on the television. You know what, Sammy? We're going to worry about the games that have implications first. So we're going to go ahead and start right off the bat with the big one. Manchester City, City head to Brighton to uh, to battle they for the They go to Brighton, right? Yeah, they go oh, to Brighton. Mate. I, I know what I want to say, ugh, but it's got, it pains me to actually pick ch- what I picked. With the championship on the line, 2-0 to uh, City to win 4-1. the title. You think they kick the shit out of them? I think they make a statement, 4-1, uh, especially with uh, Liverpool overturning Barcelona. Mm. I think uh, Liverpool put both the Champions League final and the last day of the Premier League into that game on Wednesday against Barcelona. Right. Um and to to do what they did, uh, which was nothing short of amazing, to be honest with you, it, it was. Um, I think City goes out and says, "Hey, fuck you! We're still the kings of England." Yeah, pretty much. I, I think that happens too. Uh, Liverpool host Wolves. Uh, the Reds are going to win two to one and fall short, but it is going to be a tough, tough match for them. I don't think it's going to be an easy win at Anfield. I have three one. Okay. Um, they do have enough time to rest. I think Mo Salah's coming back. I don't think his injury was as bad as initially thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I do think he comes back for this game. I think they win 3-1 comfortably at Anfield in almost a European night atmosphere uh, to try to spur them on to the title. Got it. Um, Arsenal. Hey, I'm sorry. What would you say? For that I, said two, I said I uh, said 2-1 to one to the Reds. 2-1. Okay. Um, Got it. Got um so Arsenal travel to Burnley. I'm gonna go two to one to your gunners to finish out the year. I said the same thing. Got it. Um Spurs host Everton. I think the Spurs left it all out on the field today, I advancing to the final. Yeah. Um Toffees avenged their December loss, and I'm gonna give them a two nothing win with another shutout. I've got two one to Everton um at Spurs Stadium. Yeah. But I think uh, Everton's gonna be lively. Yeah, I do too. I think they want to prove themselves again. They've been on this fantastic run of form. I think the Spurs, as you said, left it all on the table. uh, And they're all but assured Champions League football. I mean, I think they need to lose and we need to win. And there has to be a four or five goal swing or something like that. Maybe more than that. Kane's still out. They're trying to hold on to him to use him for the final. And Son can't play the game because he got a red card the week before. Right, Jackie so, Chan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just kidding. It's a um, joke, by the way, everybody. Chel- it's a fucking joke. Chelsea, Chelsea goes, it's a joke. Uh, Chelsea goes to uh, <laughs> I'm not Leicester. Charlie Austin, you motherfucker. <laughs> uh, Chelsea go to Leicester. I'm going to go with a 1 1 draw. Ooh, fancy. Is where we disagree, huh? I've got 2 1 Leicester. Nice. Because okay. also, Chelsea is assured Champions League football, I believe. Okay, very um, good. Like I said, with the, with the Spurs game and with us, in terms of Spurs are all but over the line. Right. In terms of fourth place. I think there needs to be an eight-goal swing or a five-goal swing or something like that. It's not going to happen with who we're playing. Right. So um, I think Spurs are pretty safe in that position. Um, I say the same thing about Chelsea, and I think they're going to let their foot off the gas for this one. Got it. Um, so, man, you welcome Cardiff City. Know what, Sammy? For no good reason. Two-to-one Cardiff 
and United Leaves and uh, Leaves uh, uh, Old Trafford. That's Freudian <laughs> slip. You almost committed I sacrilege. I know. <laughs> to a sea of booze. Uh, I've got the opposite, 2-1 to United, because uh, Cardiff don't care. <laughs> They're already down. Got it. Um, unlike Fulham and everybody else, being having the opportunity to get to the last day mm-hmm. and falling short versus knowing you've been gone for five weeks. Got it. I I think they're just not going to be able to get themselves up for it, to be honest, even oh. though it's at the biggest stadium in the country. So uh, Bournemouth travel to Palace. Um, I'm going to go 2-2 draw. I would pick Palace because they're the home team, but they suck at home. And But Cherry suck on sucks. the road. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> but Bournemouth sucks. So I'll go 2-2 draw because they're both going to give up goals. I've got 2-1 <laughs> Palace. Okay, very um, good. Just because in recent history – Literally the last four weeks, Bournemouth just sucks. All right, so there's three. There's three scores different for us. Um, good. Newcastle and I'm plus one. Newcastle ahead to Fulham. Um, Fulham leave it all on one win. One another win, two to one. God damn! It's, we're, this is going to be interesting this yeah. final day. You pick something different. Yeah. What you got? Two one Newcastle. Very good. Or, very good. Two Castle. Two Castle. Come on, Two Castle. <laughs> I believe I texted you during the Liverpool you game. Did, Come on, Two Castle. <laughs> you did say that. I was but thinking just, that in my head, too. Just to bring the show full circle for our first season uh, here, uh, I've got 2-1 to Two Castle. Okay? Excellent. Um, and I, I believe we disagree on this one, too. So, oh, my um, goodness Next gracious. match, Southampton host Huddersfield. Three nothing Saints because I think Huddersfield's done. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I got one one. Come I don't on. think I don't think Huddersfield's scoring another goal. Um, they got to go out with a bang. It's great. So we disagree on that one. It's like since since Spurs Everton, we're disagreeing on everything, and I, which is brilliant. Yeah. It, basically, what this means is that you love Malort that much uh, that you just I, want to take three shots. Or it. or it just means that I whoop your ass by three games and you're sitting there crying as you do three shots of Malort for the second time I'm not, on this show. I'm not going to do crying. <coughs> One of my favorite parts from <laughs> New like Orleans is they're talking about challenge shots. And yeah. then our buddy John goes, hey, have you ever heard of Malort? <laughs> well, one, we know you're not listening to the podcast. Here. Is that Galifianakis? Yeah, Galifianakis. <laughs> yeah. Malort follows Sam. Yeah. What is this guy talking about? Um, all right. So in the final game, we have uh, Watford to host West Ham. Um, Watford's only thinking about the FA Cup final. I'm going to go two to one Hammers. I think the Hammers blew their load this weekend, to be honest with you. Uh, you're at Vicarage Road. Um, you've got the Elton John movie coming out the following weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, all that builds up just straight away to a 2-1 Watford win. Fabulous. <laughs> so six games we pick differently. This is going to be yeah, fun. And would you have 2-1 West Ham? I had 2-1 West Ham. I've Yeah, now, come <laughs> on. Hey, Rocket Man comes out the week after. Okay. What are you doing? Maybe two weeks after. Doesn't matter. You know what I'm Elton doing? Elton John's going to be there mm-hmm. in a star-studded fucking shirt. It's going to be great. Brilliant. Holding his son up over the the, the West Stand, the Elton John Stand, uh-huh. like he's a uh, fucking Mufasa or Rafiki. No, Rafiki held Simba over. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, Elton John's Rafiki, his son Simba. It's going to be great. You know what I'm going to be doing? I'm going to be winning prediction time, and you're going to be doing three shots of my That's Lord. fine. I've done it before. Okay. Um, 
so one week I wasn't there. Uh, mm-hmm. Sam told me we comfortably won four one five one, which was actually a legitimate win. Yep, our final uh, our last game in Division One. Yeah, it was the game. It was the game. The team that we tied three three earlier in the season. So yeah. we got our vengeance for that and uh, finished uh, two six and one on the season. Yeah, so. something like that. Um, I had a uh, a legitimate reason why I haven't been there for a few weeks, uh, but I did show up yesterday mm-hmm. um, to again no subs. Yep. I had not done uh, hardly any physical activity except for <laughs> vacuuming my stairs in uh, the mm-hmm. prior three weeks. Um, was the most physical activity I did, and um, we died halfway through the game like usual. Uh, lost four to three because the other team was absolute garbage because we're in D two, mm-hmm. uh, and with literally one sub, we would have dominated this entire game. We did dominate this entire game. Um, so much for confidence building. Well, had multiple chances. Multiple chances. Got put off the post, and left turn had a great game. Ah, uh, um, old left turn. Yeah, he's still there. And, um, yeah, it was tough. It was tough yesterday. Uh, well, but that's know, all right. We'll 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 have some subs, and we'll be all right. We'll so. be fine. It's D2. We'll yep. be fine. This is the team that's perennially in the final <coughs> and never wants to go up. Yes. So this is the best team in D2. Yeah, we'll and be we, right. Yeah, we lost to a last-minute header. Like, it's not a big deal. We'll be fine. Cool. Well, that uh, wraps it up for us, boys <laughs> oh, and cool, girls. Bro. Sammy, any parting words? I do. Uh, uh, very deep ones, uh, to be honest. Um, it's now finally public knowledge uh, what's going on, so I feel comfortable sharing it with you all. Uh, the day you all know that I was supposed to leave for Scotland with my wife uh, and Hendrix Jen, um, and the day that we were supposed to leave, um, my father-in-law had a stroke. Uh, some of you, uh, if you listen in the Baltimore area, uh, if you've ever listened to radio in Cleveland in the late 80s, um, and then around the D.C. area uh, through the 90s, or nationally on Sirius XM, you may know him. Uh, his name is Tony uh, Coulter. He used to go off uh, the moniker Mad Dog Tony Coulter uh, back in the day uh, on D.C. 101 or 98 Rock. <clears throat> Uh, He suffered a stroke, like I said, the day we were supposed to leave, so we never left, uh, which is why we had the two guest hosts um, uh, for those weeks. Uh, But Tony worked for 98 Rock from 1978 to 1985, Uh, DC 101 through most of the 90s. In that little interim, he did work in Cleveland. Uh, He worked for WJFK uh, as well uh, for a little bit. Um, and then for the last 14 years was on watercolors uh, on the Sirius XM uh, jazz, which is the jazz channel uh, and hosted the Annapolis Blues Festival every year. Right. Didn't he normally yeah, the uh, Chesapeake made... Bay Blues yeah. Festival? Because he was also, uh, as I was about to say, on the BB King Blues Channel as well. He had two shows on Sirius XM for the last 14 years. Um, but that's his professional life. Um, I didn't really know him in that capacity, to be honest with you. Uh, however, once my wife, you know, kind of shot this idea to us, um, I talked to him about it and he was a great inspiration to me for, for following through with our show, uh, getting into broadcasting, uh, if you will. Um, and we've spoken about our show many times. He listened to us a few times and, uh, his insight was, was, uh, very insightful. <laughs> Um, for lack of a better term. Uh, but we knew him as 
my father-in-law, as my wife's dad, as Tegan's G-daddy, as um, a, a loving brother uh, to his three siblings, uh, as a loving husband to his wife, Doreen, my mother-in-law, um, to a great son who carried on the memory of his parents, uh, who tragically died uh, together in a carbon monoxide accident uh, years and years ago. Um, he was an exceptional human being. And um, he passed away, sadly, uh, on May 3rd, uh, this past Friday, uh, after complications uh, to the stroke that he had um, in the hospital for uh, 22 days, I guess it was, oddly enough. Um, so it's been a bit rough around my house. It's uh, It's been a little bit of a tough go. Um, the football has not played kind to me with Arsenal's poor run of form, uh, <clears throat> so obviously. And then uh, Spurs obviously getting to the Champions League final uh, also doesn't really go very happily uh, with me. But as they say, when it rains, it pours. Um, I'm thankful for his life. I'm thankful for the last three weeks uh, to tell him how I felt, um, for him to tell me how he felt about me. Uh, and we did have that moment together alone, uh, which was good. Um, and up until the end, he had his uh, he had his wits about him, and he took his last breath holding the hand of both his wife and his daughter, which are his two favorite people in the world. So um, he didn't feel any pain, and... Um, God bless him for everything he did, and uh, as we talked about, Tony, while uh, while we were there alone, um, I got your back, man. I got the ladies now. It's 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 on me, and uh, and I got you. So rest in peace, uh, the second dad that I've lost in four years now. Uh, I love you, and. Um, Radio is a, a much sadder place without you. Cheers. Tony was a great, great man. I only had a few uh, run-ins with him, but just one of the the coolest fucking cats on the planet, to be quite honest with you. So for... Yeah, and, and DC 101, 98 Rock, um, the uh, Kirk McEwen uh, in the afternoons was a, a dear friend of Tony's for a long time. Actually, his older brother Mark is... is um, uh, is Carly's godfather. Uh, Mark and Tony grew up together uh, for years. Um, they all had very nice things to say on air and um, and and talked about my father-in-law uh, as well. Um, but the morning show, Mel, what's uh, for 98 Rock, what's her name? Uh, Elliot in the Morning was talking about... Well, that was on DC uh, Justin, 101. Uh, Justin Schlegel. Oh, Schlegel, Spiegel. And- uh, yeah, Schlegel. Yeah. Yeah. The, the 98 Rock Morning Show as Yeah, well. they also spoke about him as well. Um just very kind words from everybody and uh the the uh, watercolors and the bb kings bluesville said some very nice words as well um we'll try to at some point hopefully get something up on facebook to to let you hear some of those uh messages um but the outpouring of love from everybody has been fantastic uh from the the professional community his fans uh, that have reached out on those Facebook posts for those shows and those sorts of things. It it, it really does bring comfort. It has brought comfort to us. Um, just hearing how he, you know, confirming 
uh, how great of a man he was that he changed their life literally just through the radio. Most of those people had never seen his face and uh, were telling us how he got them through a very tough time in their life. And um, it really does mean a lot. Uh, so thank you all for that as well. I'm, I didn't mean to cut you off, Sam. I'm sorry. You're perfectly fine, brother. I have no problem letting you go. Well, for once, I'm not thank getting you. bitched at for re- jumping back in. Now, <laughs> thank you uh, so much again for joining us, boys and girls. Uh, for Sam Graham, this is Sam Houston. Uh, the season ends this Sunday, but it doesn't mean we're done. We're gonna keep going all summer long. So uh, till next week, boys and girls. Good night. Good night. Smoky blue green. I can't foresee a Dixie dead sheep, so we dance the sidewalk clean. My memory is muddy, what's this river that I'm in? New Orleans is sinking, man, and I don't want to swim. I didn't have just one hypnotic slushy. I had two hypnotic <laughs> Ooh, slushies. The second trouble. one was in a big cock. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah.